Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've been good, you know, uh, unless we can get away in North Carolina with some friends. Uh, didn't get to see much racing, but what I, what I did is all, it was Pocono, you know. It was slow Pocono, it was slow Cano. Slow Cano. Slow Cano. It was, it was just, it was fun for me. I, I got to watch cars go, go slow in, in a triangle, and DW even mentioned the Vortex Theory twice. Oh, God. Not once, but twice. Wow, what yeah. was not enough. No, he couldn't handle it. Yeah. There's no Alex this week. I get to I get to say whatever I want now. There's no yeah. dad hovering over. Sorry so, to the, the children viewing at home for Yeah, sorry guys. Videos. I'm about to I'm about to say fuck and there's nothing you can do about it. Well. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> we are back. We are back in our element now. Let me tell you. Alright, I got my phone charging, thank God. Sweet. Well Alright, so you know, we're giving it a little bit of a intro change this week, a little more lackluster to kind of represent the type of racing we saw this week, which was lackluster. Um, I'm not, I, I know you're a Pocono fan because you actually have been to the track. I heard that it was actually a fun weekend, though. You know, the rain stayed away. Um, oh, yeah. So, I mean, hey, that's one thing that you can always count on with Pocono is that it will rain. And somehow during the race, we managed to get all 400 miles in, which is remarkable. I, I saw some guy on a Reddit before. It was just a weekend forecast, and there was rain in the forecast. He was like, this is why the doubleheader next year is a stupid idea, because <laughs> there is rain in the forecast. And I was like, this is the most massive overreaction I've ever seen in my life. Doesn't end up raining, so good for the fans. Yeah, that guy probably feels stupid. He is stupid. Uh, <laughs> to be fair. Um, <laughs> but... No, I mean, I, so, my racing, uh, how I watched this weekend was, I think I watched, like, five laps of the Xfinity race, and then the last 40 laps of the Cup race, because that's all I got to, uh, to see. So I can't really talk too much on the weekend. I saw that the Xfinity race had a really good finish, you know. Yeah. Had a great call. That was fun. 
I um, called that Xfinity race. I said that Custer was going to win. The, the, the way that I said he was going to win was probably not how I thought it was. I honestly thought Custer would just run away with it, like good pit strategy or something. But no, Reddick just kind of blew it off of three, I guess. I mean, yeah. it's just tough scene. But Reddick's going to keep winning races. I, I mean, I'm all here for a Reddick, Cole, Custer, and um, Bell. You know, I hate to say it. Grande oh, they, they're already saying it. They're already they're, saying it. They're already there's no way that Adam Alexander can go like a weekend without saying that. Yeah. I mean, there's no. I way. mean, to be fair, I think those are literally the only guys who have won Xfinity Series races this year besides Michael and at, at uh, Daytona, which yeah, no, uh, and Kyle Busch. Yes, that is true. So it's, I mean, it's a fair like they really are the top trio that have set yeah. themselves apart until where, Brandon like, Jones goes on an absolute tear middle of the season. Like, I feel like the reason last year why so many people didn't like it, it was like there were other guys running like in Cup Series with like uh, yeah. Kyle Busch, Harvick, and Trucks. There were other guys competing for wins like Boyer had two wins. Mm-hmm. Um, one and a half. Yeah. Uh, just other guys were running up. Like this year, it's like if you're not one of those three guys, you're not winning the race or you're not even competing for. Honestly, if everything goes right, you're not even competing for a top two. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. You know, and it's. It's interesting. We'll get into, into Xfinity expectations a little bit now that we're halfway through the season. We're getting to the fun part of the Xfinity schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some news, um, you know, coming in with Xfinity. Huge news, really, out of the JDM camp. Um, but we'll get into that. We'll <coughs> talk a little bit of Cup. So, uh, I mean, Kyle Busch is really fucking good at driving in a triangle now. Yeah, and circles, too. And ro- honestly, yeah. road courses, uh, other shapes are out there. Oh, oh. I would like to see him race on a Pentagon and see how he does there, because I don't think he could handle those high-speed corners going around a Pentagon. He's good at uh, rectangles, like at Indy, so he's good at all Yeah, the that's true. Well, wouldn't that technically also be a square? Isn't a rectangle also a square? A square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. So he's also good at rhombuses, too, is what you're saying. Are there any rhombus tracks? Oh, I'm sorry. No, not rhombus. A parallelogram would. No, it would. Yes. Be no, no, no. Par- that's that's right. Parallel. No, it would be a parallel. So yeah, yeah. you know, Kyle Busch confirmed good at parallelogram tracks. Yeah, for sure. You know, if I was a crazy rich man, like I had an oil empire, I actually would build a parallelogram track. Just like I a build... psychopath. What track would I build? I would. I feel like we talked about it in, before. Should do it in Tennessee because Tennessee's technically a parallelogram. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look at that. that. We're good at ge- we're good at geometry. Holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, Kyle Bush is super, super good. I mean, he 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 hates this car, but I mean he's he's he, he keeps winning races, so I mean I don't know how much you can hate it. Yeah, he just I knows mean, how to dominate. It's it's like Lewis Hamilton says in F one. He's like, These cars are too easy to drive. Well he's won all the damn races too. Exactly. It is so. I mean, dude, he wants a challenge and exactly. there was no one there was only one challenger on Sunday, and, and Harvick kind of, you know, pissed himself there. But, yeah, I mean, that's just the story of these, like, big teams. Like, I, I feel like two years ago, Harvick had pit road issues, and I know Hamlin constantly is the master <laughs> on pit road. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Busch has had issues doing that in the past. I mean, no one is safe in NASCAR from speeding on pit road. Oh, I see it every week. And Harvick just kind of cost himself, like, a good finish there. I mean, I think, what, he finished 15th, I think? Maybe I so he like, got back on the lead lap with a late caution. I know he got his lap back. He was the only I saw thing him there and back. I know we were talking about it before, but to the viewers at home, the only thing I saw from this past weekend of the race was 
my plan landed. I saw Larson won stage one. Yeah, your um, boy did it. My drive back home, Larson won stage two, so shout out Chad Johnson, who I'm not really a big fan of, but he did have a great race strategy this time. Got some stage mm-hmm. points, got uh, playoff points. If he does end up getting there, he's right on the cutoff line right now. Um, and then I finally got home, watched the first or the last 40 laps at home where Harvick's uh, pit crew screwed up, and then we're house at the wall, and Kyle Busch led most of it. Yeah, Harvick yeah. actually finished in 22nd. Okay. Yeah, so no, he did not have a top 15 finish. <coughs> but he did finish above Kyle Larson, who completely yeah. just got screwed over. Just, I don't understand how one driver can have this much bad luck in a season, but him he and needs, Eric Jones, man. He needs to stay the hell away from Clint Boyer. His yes. last two races, Agreed. where he has been on the inside of him, has gotten loose and got into the wall or to other people. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that, hit though that he took that should have taken out the field you i've seen a hit like that at, at pocono before and it ended up putting uh steve park like into the guardrail <laughs> fence like flipping over junior like yeah. I, like hits like that usually are far worse so the fact that larson was not like able to just go right back into the field and take out 10 cars in the process yeah. remarkable on his part so i mean the guy's a driver and he proved it again this week dude um he i don't know what race it was it was like a I believe it was either was it midgets or sprint cars that he won this week. World of Outlaws. It's World of Outlaws. Yeah. I mean, dude, so he's like Ricky Stenhouse's team, and Ricky was saying like Kyle's running on old tires and on a, a team that's like <laughs> doesn't compete as well as mine. I don't understand it. The guy is an incredible driver, and he's I saw so good. someone retweeted like clearly it's not Kyle that's the problem, and I think we all can agree with this. I jokingly tweeted on the uh, LTLN account uh, Larson to the five. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, yeah. Yeah. I uh I don't know. There's I feel like I mean we know his talent on dirt and we know his talent in stock cars. I just feel like it's easier to showcase on dirt. No, like we all know no, I get that. anyone anyone who's watching dirt race know these guys are incredibly talented, but Larson just has so much experience there and like so much hype. And I'm like the competition is not as good as Cup Series racing, obviously, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's still good. But you can see how like, he'll, he'll just show up there, you know, just dominate a race and go race at what Michigan this weekend. <laughs> yeah, which this is normally a track that Kyle Larson is almost a shoe in to win. And now with this new package, we have no idea how he's going to perform. I'm looking outside my window right now. This is literally the biggest wasp I've ever seen in my life. Holy crap. Ugh. This thing is like Ugh. the size of my. Damn finger. Is it asking you about your oh 401k? Oh my goodness. <laughs> this thing's a freaking unit. Oh, God. I hate wasps, man. Oh, I, me too. I, I, I literally, I've never seen a bigger read than that in my life. <laughs> that is crazy. Anyways. Uh, when, real quick, when I lived in Tallahassee, we had this one apartment complex we lived at. Shouts out the preserve. Um, we had ours in the back of the complex, and there was like six wasp nests. Like, just on the windows. So my roommate took a football one day and tried to chuck it at the wasp nest on the second floor. Broke the window, and the wasps ended up in the apartment. So That's always a great idea. You know, if you have wasps, do not throw footballs at them. You will end up breaking the window and uh, making the problem worse. I I had to kill so many wasps inside that apartment. It was awful. (laughs) I would have. Um, (laughs) I would have, too. The thing with – I'll say this about Kyle Larson is, like, don't let him get hot because I feel like as soon as Larson gets hot, it'll be like Chase Elliott uh, last year 
Like he'll just go on a tear. Dude, like, he's hot right now. We we I know he didn't. No, it, but he, he's not. He's hot, but he's not like you know winning like actual races. Like yeah, yeah, he won, but man, he won five race. five top fives in a row for Chase Elliott. That is crazy. Oh, you're talking about Chase. I'm talking about Kyle. No, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, Chase is on fire. Chase is on another fucking yeah. level. He's gonna. He's 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 the Tony Stewart right now, where he got hot at the right time. And, and no, that's still he, that's still Eric Jones. He's that's still Eric. Jones. Eric I, I'm telling you, right after summer summer season officially starts, I know it's different for other people across the nation to play school, but I feel like it'd be summer swing always starts after the Coca Cola 600. And Eric Jones, one race, one third place finish. That's that's smoke 2.0 to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because he's in the 20 car that's the only exactly the only... Oh, i saw something goodness. on a reddit this week too every driver of the joe gibbs racing 20 car has flipped at some point in their career so eric jones is due i'm trying to think kenseth yeah stewart obviously and then logano at dover yeah you're yep. right i know i'm sure i feel like there's been a 20 car before stewart though with gibbs wasn't there i don't think so if it was just the 18, and then I'm pretty sure they, uh... Yeah, I guess expanded. so. Yeah. And then when Hamlin came, or I guess when Left Fuller slash... Lebonny? Leffler, yeah. well, it was Leffler and Labonnie, then they Didn't Terry Labonnie for Yaley. Who? Wasn't Terry Labonnie in there, or am I thinking of something else? Terry was in the uh, five and then moved to the <coughs> 96. Okay. And then Bobby was in the 96, I think. Okay. And then Tony Reigns. I don't know, man. That's like, I can just look that up right now. But I mean, yeah. Uh, Eric Jones. Look, Eric Jones is, is the type of driver that's probably looking at his chops. That he's got a kind of tracks that fit his driving style coming oh, yeah. up. Chicagoland is a big race for him. I know he's obviously a defending champion Daytona, but that's a crapshoot. Yeah, he's got um, road courses too. I don't know if you've seen his numbers. Yeah, no, he he might be able to show out this year, but uh, that's implying that Kyle Busch or Truex doesn't just win the race and dominate it again. No, like Sonoma. Think... I'm interested because Sonoma coming up is going to be the new rendition of it, and or the yeah, old I'm, new I'm rendition. I'm very excited. Yeah, I. Uh... I think we should honestly just give a preview of the next couple couple months right now. That's really all we can talk about because there's not I mean, much yeah, to talk about from this weekend. No, there's not really much going on. I mean, I, I who did he who did Bush pass on the outside turn three? That was Eric Jones, right? In in the race pe- this past weekend, I know he passed. Only... I think it was Boyer. He passed. It was Boyer. It was yeah. Boyer. Look, the only that was the only move the entire race. I was like, wow, that's very yeah. impressive. Like. No one ever makes a move on the outside of turn three. You normally don't have the grip to get around there on the outside. So the fact that he was able to do it was super impressive. And that was the only thing that stood out from the race to me. Like, the back markers kept crashing each other. I'm sure Truex was having an aneurysm in the cockpit. Just like, oh, these back markers doing it again to me. Like, it was just not really that exciting for me. And, you know, it's a shame. I really hope that, you know, NASCAR does something to tweak up this uh, package for the uh, next Pocono race in yeah, like on DB, three weeks. <laughs> on DVC, they were saying they're going to probably do something to the cars. I don't know they where have to, man. That was, that was, that was rough. That was yeah. just rough. Um, and the Gluck Paul, it was like the fifth lowest race ever. Yeah, I could imagine. It wasn't that exciting. And I'm worried that Michigan is also going to be less than stellar. But we'll see. I mean, no, as see, far... I, think, I think Michigan will be way better because the the way this package works is if you have to break going into the turns there's just so much dirty air off these spoilers and everything that 
Um, you can't get back from the throttle as much, but especially in Michigan, going only 180, you can go full throttle the entire time. So we're going to see yeah. huge runs. That's for sure. So I, I'm like, when this package was announced, I was like, I'm not the biggest fan of it. But if there is one racetrack where I am looking forward to see the races like I have never before, it is Michigan. You know what I did see come back at Pocono that got me a little excited was the bump drafting. Um, I think it was uh, either Truex or Bush was behind someone in traffic. It was Truex was behind someone in traffic. And instead of just passing him on the front stretch and stalling himself out, he just bump drafted in the entire length of the front stretch. Got a dumb run on um, like someone in like 18th or something and just was able to make a move quickly because that was the only way you could really pass yeah. out getting stalled out. So we'll see how that works in Michigan. If we can get some bump drafting going on, you know, you know me, man. I, I want to see those cars lock up and go just full throttle down. <coughs> yeah, so I next... uh, oh, keep going. Was was Truex? I know he had some engine issues. Was he competing for the win up to that point? Um, he was in the lead. He just ended up having those engine issues. Probably, I mean, that's probably what led to it. Was probably the bump drafting <laughs> was just <laughs> choking the motor. Yeah. So uh, again, another. I mean, I don't even know, man. This, if they put those ducks on top of the cars for, for, like, tracks like that, maybe that could help. I don't know. The, uh, like, not on top. Like, on top of the hood. Like, maybe that could help with, like, tracks like that where you're just running full throttle. Like, oh, in the All-Star? Yeah, the All-Star. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be, honestly, I haven't even thought about that. I was like, how are they going to fix it without – because I know the RTA does not Because you're just choking the engine at that point. Like, there's just yeah. nowhere for the air to go, and it's just – like you're <laughs> overheating, and that's probably what happened at Truex. I mean, I'm not—I don't work in Gibbs, but I have to imagine like like you don't see engine issues happening this year. And yeah. Truex is one of the only drivers running that type of uh, race. So, I mean, we'll see. We the next six races that are coming up, we have Michigan, Sonoma, Chicago, Daytona, Kentucky, and Loudon. Um, and that's pretty much the next month and a half of racing we have. We obviously have Iowa in between um, Michigan and Sonoma for the Xfinity. We have the weekend off for Father's Day. Um, I mean, we got some good races coming up. I mean, obviously, Daytona is probably the most exciting. But for me, I mean, Chicago last year put on a show. Dude, so I'm Daytona's curious. going to be freaking nuts with this new package. Especially if we're all, you know, fingers crossed, able to go to that race. You know, we're obviously still trying to figure out logistics and money. But yeah. at the moment, I'm looking more like I'm probably going to be able to go. And, uh, you know, obviously, if Alex will be there, there's no doubt in my mind Alex oh, yeah. will be there. Kind of <laughs> has to be there. Yeah. But, um, you know, if we all meet up there, I mean, that would be the move. You know, we might have a live show, might have like, you know, just some stuff going on, just some video content that we can put out on the Instagram and on a YouTube page that I'm working on. You know, try and try and, uh, you know, get the brand going. Um, the T-shirts also I'm, I'm working on. So if you guys are interested in T-shirts, like DM me. Um, I know you're interested in that, Kevin. Oh, 100%. I, I was told though the the comfort colors design I wanted was forty bucks just to make them. I was huh. like, Ugh. see you later. I'm not paying fifty dollars for a t-shirt. So I if have you a, want a t-shirt. A... Uh, if you want us to make a t-shirt, go to the Patreon or whatever it is. <laughs> Give us money and we'll do it for you. We'll make yes. it. I can absolutely do a um, GoFundMe for that. Like just ten shirts should do it. Honestly, ten, ten. I feel like we can get that. Yeah, we could get that. Yeah. Just like the four of us alone. I have like a bunch yeah, of my sure. friends who want to do it. I, I'll I'll gonna send one to Garrett because Garrett's a good guy and came on the show. So <laughs> I will wear that more. shirt probably, just like I'm wearing my NASCAR and NBC shirt right now that I just got in the mail yesterday. That's funny that you're wearing your NASCAR and NBC shirt because I'm wearing my Dale Junior shirt because I'm so excited to have Dale back in the booth. I'm, not I'm 
actually wearing my Dale Jr. shirt. Nice. Um, dude, I'm excited for NBC to come back. I think what we have like just two more races with Fox. Two more. We got Michigan, which should be good, and then Sonoma, which and then DW is is. Gone. I know they're gonna make like I know Fox. They're gonna be like, okay, so we have a brand new racetrack basically with the carousel. Let's spend like the entire pre-race and half the broadcast talking about the W, and it's gonna be insufferable. But mm-hmm. that means that NBC will be here next week. <laughs> it's it, it's it's very exciting to to yeah. have my my boy Rick Allen back. I like Rick Allen. I will say it. I think I'm he just... is a gigantic meme, but I think he is self-aware. I'm holding out hope for Lee. I'm not holding out <laughs> hope for him to come. I think, honestly, this weekend... We have, we have good weekend racing coming up. We haven't mentioned that much. Yeah, uh, we'll get yet. into that right now. But I think the only reason I'm going to watch the IndyCar race is because of NBC. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's I, why, I mean, I was watching more of the IndyCar race, honestly, on Sunday. I ended up switching my TVs to the IndyCar on big... T- on the big first of all, the IndyCar oh, yeah, race on Sunday was fantastic. Race. But I ended up putting the race on my big TV and the NASCAR race on my uh, phone. Nice. The, the Indy car race was fantastic, and we'll get into that in a second. Okay. Um, Dixon won day two, which day two was far better than day one because day one was raining. I think that day one was won by Will Power, but don't quote me on that. I'm looking it up right now because I didn't really watch day one. I just caught that it was a I think rainy it was day. New Garden. Probably was New Garden. New Garden was <coughs> a tough, tough second day. Him and we'll get into that in a minute. But okay. let's do let's let's talk Michigan right now. So we we've obviously gone into how they might be racing. So I mean like. Picks wise, like who are we looking for this week? Can we can we get back to our tradition of a dark horse sleeper favorite? Yeah, 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 yeah. I we, miss we, those days. Didn't have, we didn't have time last week to do yeah. that, so let's let's get into it, Kevin. Who do you got as well? Should you go first or should I go first? Because I don't think any of us picked uh, Kyle Bush to win last <laughs> week. I picked I picked Harvick and got screwed on that one. Um, you picked Larson, I think. No, I picked uh Boyer. No, we ended up all picking Stuart Hoskars last week. Alex picked Boyer. He always picks Boyer. Oh, I picked Bowman to get his first one. No. Oh. <laughs> he almost had that top 10 streak continuing, man. That guy. Yeah. Dude, yeah. He, he's, he's getting... He's, he's going to get there. I mean, Keselowski said it perfectly. He's going to get that win. I think All he'll right. get it before the end of the year. Yeah, no. I, I, there's tracks that... Uh, there's a track on this that's coming up in the next six races that I am circling that Bowman's going to win that oh, race. All right. All right, well, my, I, my dark horse for this weekend, I'm going to go with, you know, he's been having comparatively good runs lately. He's good at these drafting packages, as we saw during All-Star Weekend. I'm going to go with dark horse, Bubba Wallace. Okay, well, like, hopefully he can, you know. Solid, solid top 20. Got 21st last weekend, which is honestly he was run- pretty impressive he, for that team lately. He was running top 20 for a decent part of that race. You know, he had some issues coming off in some of these corners, but I mean, <coughs> you know, I, I mean, him and Stenhouse got into a little spat and spin, spin house ended up spinning. So, <laughs> um, let's see, who's my dark horse this week? You know what? I mean, would you consider him a dark horse? Um, would you consider Will Byron a dark horse? Because um, no, no one's counting him to win. He is on a top see, caliber team. See, I was going to pick him as my sleeper, but... okay. I will can, I will let you pick him as a dark horse. Will has been having some great qualifying performance. Obviously, qualifying doesn't mean shit unless you're an F1. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's showing the speed. And if he's just able to put a race together, because obviously he falls back in traffic and canals 
ends up having to put them on a different strategy than everyone else to try and just, you know, if rain comes or if there's a huge accident or something, you know, late pit stop or something that can put Willie out in front of everyone else. I mean, that's pretty much what's been happening. But I think if Will can run a good race on Sunday and just keep himself top 15, dude could be looking at a top 10. <coughs> and, and he needs those because he's, I think he's 18th in points or 19th. No, he's in the, I think he's in the playoffs. Oh, he's in the good? He's in the yeah. good? I didn't see that. Oh, shit. Let me double check just to make sure. I think he is 15th, and then Larson and Johnson. I thought that he fell back, honestly. Straight up tight. Well, he got he got the pull. I know he finished top 10. It was either 8th or 9th. Um, I don't know how stage points went for him, but let me look. I'm trying to find the William the Byron is... Wow, he's 14th in points. What? Really? He, wow, yeah. okay. He's so he Simon's... Dumped... He jumped both uh, Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Larson. Yeah, Jones Jones fell out of the top sixteen, which is very. It, it just has to go to show with all the. No, um, he's still in it right now. He was out, and I, he he jumped up. So right now the cut bubble, fifteenth, Eric Jones minus one point, Kyle Larson, and then minus zero points Jimmy Johnson. So there is a almost three way tie for that final cutoff spot. Racing Reference has him seventeenth. I don't know what I'm looking at here. Then it's probably last weekend. Or after it says uh, fourteen races. Um, no, Kyle Busch has four wins on this. Hmm. Are you looking at last week's? I'm looking at NASCAR.com. Uh, who who's the more trusted source, NASCAR.com or Racing Reference? That's the real question here. Shit. It says Eric Jones. Set. Wait, who does it say is in? Um... It says Bowman's in tenth. Okay, Bowman's in eleventh here. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, it's obvious. Okay, wins. That's that's what's going on here. But there's no yeah. one outside of the top sixteen that has a win. Correct. There's no one outside of the top eight that has a win. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the only driver in the top seven without a win is Kevin Harvick, and that's coming sooner than later. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, I think so. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, so who's out? Larson's out then. Well, Larson, I don't know how they do the tiebreaker, but Larson is technically in over Jimmy Johnson. It's probably best by Jimmy best. Johnson. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson's 14th. In, oh, it's, I think you it's, know what? It's playoff points. Uh, it's playoff points. That's got to be it because Larson has three playoff points. Yeah, I see. I think it's the tiebreaker is by best finish. So if I remember, Jimmy Johnson's best finish is only like six, where Larson's finished. Uh, Someone's screaming third. out there, like like the radio, <laughs> like I know oh, yeah. how this is set up. You guys are fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh, no, well, I, I I trust NASCAR.com. I trust NASCAR.com. So Eric Jones is in, technically speaking, Jean by Zell. one point. By, by one yeah. point. I mean, dude, if he, if he does get hot during the summer, like you say he will, I mean, he'll be fine. He'll, he'll go on the Bowman streak there. Oh, yeah. Just maybe he'll actually win a race. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyways, Dark Horse <coughs> will be my sleeper. So, you know, a lot of people have been talking, you know, I've been hearing some things that, you know, this could be the race that Kyle Larson wins. But, you know, who's been the better Ganassi driver this year, Bush or, or Larson? Let me ask you that. Uh, who? <laughs> I, everyone forgets that Kurt Busch is a driver in the one car. Everyone <laughs> sleeps on him so much. And, I, I mean, Kurt Busch probably won't win this race. Kurt Busch is having a 2013 Kurt Busch season where he's not winning the races, but he's right there. He's always right there. He's showing incredible speed. He's doing more with a car that he should not be doing. 
Like, he's showing once again why he is a NASCAR champion and a Daytona 500 champion. So, I mean, I'm picking Kurt Busch to have a top three finish this week. And if he wins the race, that'd be awesome. Like, I, Kurt really... Kurt Busch, literally, he, ever since he went to Stuart Haas, he was good for one win a year. Yeah, and maybe this or is the I, one win. Maybe. I think he had two wins Bristol was one of years. Yeah. I, there's still the Bristol night race. <laughs> yeah, and there's still... Martinsville. He's, he's good at Sonoma. I, I wouldn't put a pass mm-hmm. on him for... He's a, he's, a, he's a wheelman. He's a wheelman, one of the greatest drivers <coughs> of our generation. Just, you know, doesn't yeah. have all the wins to show for it, but I mean... He's got like what twenty five wins at this point in his career. I mean, that's a solid career and a Daytona oh, yeah. five hundred. Like, dude, 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 did it all. All right, oh, yeah. so Kurt Busch for, as my sleeper pick. Uh, Kevin, what you got? I am going to go with uh, Smoke two point himself, Eric Jones. Oh shit! To continue so... the hot streak. He is a Michigan native from I want to say William Byron, Michigan, and then home. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I forgot Will Byron is from Michigan as well. No, Eric Jones' hometown is Byron, Michigan. That's why I was saying. Oh, that. okay. I was like, yeah. oh, wait a second. I, no, I think, I think I just completely... Byron William is like California, a Charlotte native. I'm just throwing out places. He's from he's from Amsterdam. Yeah, that works. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's still the only JGR car not to win. You know that pressure's there, mm-hmm. but I feel like he's been probably. Over the last month, besides uh, the Coke 600 due to a blown tire, I think he's been probably the third strongest JGR car. I think Hamlin's fallen off a little bit. I know he had a good run at Pocono this weekend. but mm-hmm. finished sixth. That he did. I just think Eric Jones is a good weekend. Definitely contends for the win. But my main pick, I set it on Reddit today, so I cannot back out. And that is none other than why... R B himself, Ryan Blaney goes back to Victory Lane in the Wrangler car. This is this this is the race that it happens. I didn't this realize he was race. running the Wrangler car. I, yeah. That's that's gonna look pretty in Victory Lane oh, yeah. if, he, if he parks it there. I don't I mean, think this is the this is the type of track for him though. I don't think this is the type of track that he runs his best better races at. We'll see. It's kind of like a Kansas, I, and he's good at Kansas. And then, uh, I mean, he was right up there competing for the lead at Charlotte. This is going to drive a lot like Charlotte. So I just see, he, uh, I don't know, I just see him making it. Hey, man, that, that, that's all you. I mean, for me, this is, this is tough because <coughs> I keep picking Stuart Haas cars and they never win. I think, I, I think we have to not pick Stuart Haas cars when we We have win. to stop picking Stuart Haas cars. Like, they're just, I really want Stuart Haas to win. But... No, trust me. I, I want to see yeah. Amarola. I want to see Boyer. I want to see Suarez. I mean, Harvick is going to win a race sooner or later, and I keep picking Harvick. I think I've picked him four times this year to win a race, so at this point, Harvick should be the winningest driver. And Do you imagine Harvick actually went winless? Yeah, that would be really tough, because then that would be people saying, like, oh, retire. Let Cole Custer drive now. Yeah, and we'll get into that. we'll get into that conversation uh, after the weekend preview. Yeah, um, came out today. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm gonna stick with what I know and who's been hot. Like, you know, until <coughs> until we get a different type of track, i.e., Sonoma, I'm gonna stick with what is going on here with the type of packaging we've been seeing a Pocono Charlotte, just kind of like high speed and who's been fast these tracks. I mean, JGR. Like, and out of all the JGR cars that have been good, you have to pick between Bush or Truex. 
you know, I'm going to stick with Truex because I think, like, you know, this is a track I don't believe Truex has had a win at yet, if I, if I stand corrected. You know, I think you're right, which is kind of weird because during the... Uh, the there dominant, it is. Yeah, Truex uh, wants to do what Kyle Busch did and win at every track. I can see it in his eyes. And, I mean, if he can get that win this week, that would be really big because, I mean, four wins at this point in the season, uh, four of the last seven it would be at that point, which is which is an insane run. Like, that would be really big. Truex needs those playoff points because at this point, you can see exactly who the drivers are that are going to be competing for those Homestead um, spots. And Kyle Busch is obviously one of them. Brad Keselowski is another. Um, and then Joey Logano, you can can't sleep on Logano. He gets hot in the playoffs. You have to have the playoff points going into the playoffs so you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. Logano getting hot at the right time. You can just basically like top 10 your way into the championship four if you have to. And if I think the, is, if the I mean, final four <laughs> was to start today, um, the, top, or the top four in playoff points as they run now are, as you said, Kyle Busch, Brakazowski, Martin Truschner, and Joey Logano. Yeah. With... Uh, Hamlin and Elliot right behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chase Elliott's another one, obviously. I think Elliott's going to finish top five again this week. I obviously didn't pick him, but, you know, Chase Elliott has been so hot. And until Chase Elliott stops being hot, uh, you can't ever keep this guy out of the top five. And Daytona's coming up. That's another track where... Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if Chase Elliott becomes the next Dale Jr. at Restrictor Plates and just becomes the Pied Piper? How funny think, would that be? I think he could do that, but... I think the field is a little bit more even in terms of equipment, mm. and I think Chase Elliott is a better all-around other track driver. Like, Wouldn't you say, though, that the field was pretty um, <coughs> equal in equipment in 2014 when Junior dominated restrictor plate tracks that year? No, nah, I mean, I think Hendrick had more of an advantage then. Now it's more... That's more fair. So... Jimmy just came off the sixth, so... Yeah, I think the Fords more so overall now. But you got like Ford mm. hasn't won a restrictor plate race this year yet. Yeah, that's true. JGR hey. at uh, Daytona, then Chase I guess Ford's, Ford's done. You, you heard it here first. Ford is <laughs> done winning at restrictor plates. I mean, dude, it's a new car, so maybe you know the old car was better at the restrictor plates. I feel like you know. I just think with this might make a difference with this new package and like how fast these cars are going and the runs you get. It's literally like. It's a positioning game. I don't. You can't control <clears throat> planes anymore unless it's like a train of five Fords or something because they're just. Or unless you're willing to wreck the entire field behind you. So. And we have seen that, which is why no. I am super excited for Daytona. <laughs> Daytona is going to be a shit show. I can't wait uh, for yeah. it. Um. So let's move along here. Um. I don't think there's no Xfinity this week. I think it's trucks. Uh. Yeah. So the schedule this weekend, trucks are actually tomorrow night. Uh, Perfect. Greg, Wait, tomorrow night at, at Michigan? Like, no, at Texas. Okay, well, I, I got bamboozled there. Well, that should be fun. No Kyle Busch anymore. So we'll see what goes on there. So, I mean, a big story coming into the trucks right now is Ross Chastain is moving um, full-time to Nice Racing. Um, he'll be running the 38 this weekend instead of the 45. But, oh. you know, that's, that's – that's, yeah, he's going to be switching between the, the 45. I don't know why he's switching trucks. Who's in the, who's in the 45? I don't know. I can look at it right now. I think that uh, Pockers just posted the um, huh. the entry list. But th- that that is the biggest story coming um, into the week, in my opinion, the biggest story. Um, you know, obviously, our close personal friend and co-host, Alex, um, he works with JDM. And, uh, you know, things have been interesting, yeah, yeah. to say the least. You know, Alex said that things are, you know, interesting going on there. And 
And obviously, it sucks that Ross Chastain pretty much is just mid-season leaving JDM almost to focus on trucks. But the man knows where his bread was buttered this season. <laughs> and clearly, he had a more dominant truck in... Like, if he was running full-time in trucks, he'd be second in points right now. With a win. That's crazy. Like, so... <laughs> clearly... And, and the field in, in trucks is, is not as stacked as it normally would be in, in a season. There's no clear-cut um, better driver. Sauter's been good. Crafton's been consistent, consistently there. Um, Moffitt's been there. Enfinger, I think, is leading the points right now. And it just goes to show that it's more wide open now than it ever has been in truck. And that's why there's only 14 full-time trucks in the in series right now. I mean, oh, well. I can't believe Moffitt doesn't have one yet. Eh, that'll happen sooner than later, I think. He's uh, It's a different team, too, because, I mean, yeah. who's in a 16 that won um, Austin uh, Hill? Austin Hill. Yeah, so, I mean, the 16 clearly is still, <coughs> you know, and it's a 400-kilometer race this weekend in Texas. That'll be interesting. Yeah. They, they're going I apologize up. to the viewers at home here in my coffee. I'm coming off a pretty nasty cold, so bear with me. He's, yeah, he's been sipping on that lean all week. That's why he's yeah, yeah, cough. all I do. Yeah, Sprite and NyQuil, baby. That's all. That's what I look for. <laughs> Um, I'm looking at the um the list. So yeah, Chastain is in the um 38, and the 45 is Kyle Benjamin this week. Oh, that's a good. Yeah. No, I okay. So he's like one Kyle of those Benjamin. guys that like he'll have a one off race at Iowa, finish top five, and then you won't hear he about. Almost him. beat Ryan Priest a yeah. years ago. Yeah, they had a photo finish. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I I have like Kyle Benjamin. Uh, great driver. I, mean, I don't. Okay, I, I, should take, I should take that back. I don't necessarily like him, but I haven't had anything wrong with him. I'm like, oh, he's a good driver. He just doesn't have a lot I of think he's, Yeah, I think he's a talented driver that is going to get his chance like Ryan Priest did. Like, I think I he's, he like, he's 21, I think, if I'm not mistaken. He's a young guy, right? Mm. Mm. Well, let's hope that. I think so, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I say, I say this and like, I, I go on Reddit after this. He's like 38 years old. He's been racing my for prediction is My prediction is 22. You see who's in the 51 this week? The Biff. That was the other the story. The Biff line. is back. I was the gonna Biff bring up. I'm so happy. I'm so fucking happy that that Greg Kyle Benjamin, 21 years old. Congrats, to Anthony. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I was like, there's no way this guy <laughs> is like over 25. Yeah, I'm so happy that Greg Biffle's back. Like the that Barrel, is... Bandolero Racing Championship at age 10. Holy shit! Wow. Oh my god. Yeah, that's why I thought it was funny when when Garrett said that he didn't get in like start racing until he was older when he was 15. Yeah. I'm like. Jesus, like, what, like, yeah. how young are these guys when they're driving? I'm mm -hmm. 24, and I feel still feel like I could do this. Oh man, you fixed my headset there. Okay, so Biff so, is in the 51 this week, which is going to be interesting because that's a Kyle Busch truck, and I mean, what what are what are the odds for giving Biff this week? Um, he's in the he's in the best truck in the field, the truck with the most wins. I yeah, if he wins that race, I'm going to be so happy. I would be so happy for Biff. I mean. Dude, it's it's tough the way that he ended up having to just leave the Cup Series and just just the situation yeah. around him and like we were always just joking like you know there was a little bit of hope about <laughs> a sixty nine uh, sorry a sixty nine car a uh, Hardy's yeah. vehicle and you know at this point in his career like you know any ride that he can get is great but I mean this is this could be an opportunity for him to win and that, right, that could Kyle, be so much fun. I'm looking up Kyle Benjamin's stats real quick. He had three. Go for it. Xfinity starts last year with an mm -hmm. eighth place finish, a third place finish, and a thirteenth place finish. That's that's pretty respectable. Didn't he run at Richmond in one of those races? Uh, twenty 
17 he did that's okay yeah, yeah. i was like i've seen him at, at richmond being a competitor like being right there yeah he no he's a good driver i mean give him any opportunity that you, that you can i mean i i really like the kid and if he can get more shots you know maybe who knows he'll end up being the next christopher bell in xfinity when christopher bell is moved into the 18 um he had, he had two truck starts last year too and he finished second and fifth so this guy is he's good yeah no very talented uh very talented driver um he- He's finished better than both uh, Harrison Burton and Todd Yellen have finished this year. So, well, that can't be that difficult. <coughs> yeah. Um, Natalie Decker's in the fifty-four. So, how many laps oh, no. did you give it before? Oh no! <laughs> how many? How many laps did you give her? Oh god! Uh, Rick, is that confirmed? She's in it. Yeah, I'm looking at the thing right now. There's 33 trucks in the field. I assume all of them make the field. I think only 32 make it, but. All right, well, RIP to someone. Uh, oof. Joe Nemechek's in the eighty-seven. I love, I love seeing Joe just race still. You know, I'm, a, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be high on her this week. I think she makes it through stage one clean. Maybe she, hey, uh, let's let's be positive here. Maybe she makes, maybe she has a lead lap finish. You know, let, let's okay. let's give her. I, let's... I'm not gonna go that far. <laughs> but bold, bold prediction: <laughs> Natalie Decker wins the race. Oh God, Do you Natalie Decker. The... Laps the field oh, okay. twice, double backflips on the Greg Biffle's soul. Stop it. Here first. You weren't watching NASCAR in 2003, but do, you know who Shauna Robinson is, right? I've heard the name. Okay, so she was like one of the only female um, in NASCAR at the time, around 2001 to 2004. And she had a ride in, it was like, I think the first truck race at Texas in 2003. I think Carl Edwards ended up winning that race. Um... Shauna was in like an Aaron's truck and her pit crew was all female, which was like oh. huge at the time. Cause that's like, obviously cool, yeah. that's, it was like very revolutionary because that's never happened. It was the dream team. It was literally called the dream team pit crew. Um, unfortunately for them, um, they had 50 second pit stops. I'm not even joking. Like you can that's... look up. It was, it was, it was, it was almost, unfortunately, I hate to say it laughable, but like it was, it was tough to watch. But, you know, that was the last time I can think off the top of my head, maybe obviously Jennifer, I mean, Jennifer Joe Cobb, but like that I have been interested in seeing like how a female driver does at Texas. Cause like that one, I was just like, I like Shauna Robinson back then. I was like, oh, she could be like, you know, some like a good driver. I mean, she had some interesting moments in her career, but, you know, I'm interested to see how Natalie Decker does this week. I mean, you know, not, you know, not having an all woman pit crew might help her. <laughs> you know not have 50 second pit stops yeah that's that's not good <laughs> that that's a tough scene i think that if they trained longer that could like work you know because it's but being like i feel like they didn't even have them training that long in 2003 which is very unfortunate i would have liked to have seen that because it was a it was a nice looking aaron's uh truck too it was it was nicer than chase elliott's when he ran in the in trucks yeah yeah it's a nice nice little awkward pause for me just kind of going <laughs> off on shauna robinson <laughs> <laughs> um so Oops. at texas this weekend we also have a double header of sorts with indycar um because mm-hmm. the indycar race is saturday night under the lights mm-hmm. let me look up what time that is that's probably at nighttime. They, I know the IndyCar does their like night races super late, so it'll probably be like a nine o'clock start. IndyCar schedule. 
Um, the race this weekend is at... Okay, 8 p.m. That's not too bad. Okay, that's not bad at all, actually. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be busy probably. I'll probably catch a replay of that one. But, yeah, you want to tell... You didn't get to watch any of the IndyCar race on weekend, did you? I saw a little bit of the rain portion. Yeah, that was a little bit unfortunate. I mean, Joseph Newgarden pretty much ended up dominating that one. It wasn't really much of a much of a race going on there. Um, you know, just kind of this similar Belle Isle track. The pace car didn't wreck this year, so that's positive. Okay, it's progress, um, yeah. Joseph Newgarden led. He only led 25 laps, actually. I mean, Alexander Rossi, the story of Alexander Rossi's life is I had a fast car, but I didn't win the race. Um, so... That's unfortunate. Yeah, pretty much only Rossi and, and uh, Newgarden laps on on Saturday's race. So, okay. Very exciting for everyone. Takuma Sato finished top three again. So shout out, you know. dude. He's 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 getting there. Um, as far as Sunday's race, Sunday's race was wacky. First of all, uh, Pagano gets taken out on lap one in an incident with I believe Marco. Um, so that was interesting. But I think the biggest in- the biggest. Uh, thing in that race is Joseph Newgarden, Alexander Rossi, and oh man, who was it? Was it was it Hinch? Who got into that? That was Hinch, I think. It was Newgarden. Yeah, it was Hinchcliffe. They all got into an accident coming um, out of like so. Hinchcliffe came out of pit road and gets in front of Newgarden. Okay. Um, which is a legal move. It was a shitty move, but a legal move. Like if I am an IndyCar driver, I'm pissed about that move because I am carrying full momentum. And Newgarden is coming up the gears out of pit road. The, the if I'm IndyCar, I'm looking at maybe extending that line. But uh, of course, the pit road out of Belle Isle is a very bad pit road. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's not easy to maneuver. Yeah, so that one that was tough to see because it ended up taking out Newgarden. Um, and Hinchcliffe would have been fine. Newgarden and Hinchcliffe probably could have gotten their cars out of that. Maybe tried to repair it. I, the suspension was a little broken on. New Garden's car, but um, Rossi ended up spinning coming into the turn because he was carrying too much momentum, and they were going like almost three wide into it. And Rossi just caught the back of Hinch and just pancaked him into um, and New Garden ended up taking them all out. And this is the thing that bugged me is like New Garden was pissed, and he was clearly pissed. And then during the interviews, he just kind of mellowed himself out. And it was a thing I talked to an IndyCar. Um, he works on an IndyCar team in Indy Lights. We were talking the other day. And he's just like, there's no personality in the series. And it's just a thing that, like, you notice that, right? There's, like, no real personality with any of these any of these guys. They don't really get mad at each other. It's not like the days when Hornish and Castro Neves <coughs> and Kanan, Buddy Rice, and Paul Tracy were all just kind of like... I mean, Paul Tracy would literally fight people on the track. Yeah, the only like, IndyCar just... driver that I, like, know that has any sort of, you know, like, standout personality is probably James Hinchcliffe. He kind of reminds me of Boy. He's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like... Happy go lucky guy, serious competitor, but he'll 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 say happy. what he is on his mind, yeah. Yeah, and like I can't really like I'm not gonna say they're like vanilla because I know they all have some personality, but it's I'm not gonna tune in to a race to see I don't know who's like I, I, I like I like the guys, like I like Joseph Newgarden, I like uh Rossi, Power, all them. Mm-hmm. I just don't like nothing draws me in with their personalities <laughs> besides uh, Hedgecliffe. 
I'll tune in to see if Santino Ferrucci ends up wrecking one of his teammates again. Okay, what is because I don't know anything people about don't that like guy. Him. Why? Why? Like, what's like? Not, I'm not saying. So, I'm not saying why. Is like, oh, I don't understand. Like, I literally just do not know. Like, what's what's the whole thing? Okay, so last year or two years ago, he ended up wrecking his teammate, blamed his teammate for it. His teammate, I believe, was of Muslim descent, and he made racial slurs towards him in his um on the radio. And then when he was making repairs, was on his phone during the repairs. So he ended up getting fired immediately after that. Wait, race during the after, race? During the race was on his phone, yes. Okay. Yeah. That's not a good scene. That's what I read. That's what I read online. And he immediately got picked up, I believe, by Dale Coyne Racing is who mm -hmm. he races for. Yeah. So and Dale Coyne is playing the oh, I didn't know that happened. Like like all that happened. We just saw a, a talented driver that was available and he's 20 years old. Now, again, Santino Ferrucci's 21 years old. He I I'm not saying that I was a perfect 20-year-old, 21-year-old, but I definitely wasn't saying like racial slurs out in public like some kind of fucking idiot. Like what Santino Ferrucci did is like, you know, it's not like he murdered anyone or anything, but he's definitely not a good guy. And I, I can get why people don't want to root for him, but the talent is there. He led 25 laps on um, on Sunday, and if not for a if not for the incident with Hinchcliffe and, and, and Newgarden, I believe that was where um, he got screwed over on pit stops. Like that would have like he probably would have um, you know ended up having a top three podium finish or something. The guy was running a good race and. He's in a fast car for the most part. I know that Bourdais runs in Dale Coyne race for Dale Coyne as well. Well, I he has. I look at the standings right now. He has more points than Marco Andretti, Colton Herta, and Marcus Erickson. It's really which not I know. Hard I know those guys are wrecked, but like that's got to say something, I guess. No, I it says something like, about Colton because Colton has a win. <laughs> Colton has had so many issues outside of that win. But it sounds and like it sucks, I mean, at least just look at the points. It sounds like he keeps the car clean at least. Yeah. You know, he does yeah, keep it clean. Does he, have, he's he's he doesn't have a single DNF, so that's... I thought cool. he had an incident at St. Pete, so I mean, honestly, like, Ferrucci is running a clean season, and an owner would rather a younger driver keep a clean car, not have any mechanical or, or physical damage, and just finish top 10, get the points, and get the experience, because later on in their career, that's when they're going to end up having Sebastian Bourdais races where yeah. they fall in line and they win races, but yeah. it's up to Ferrucci to be a good person. Like, People don't, you don't have to forgive anyone. Like, you know, I believe in forgiveness with people. Like, you know, I mean, we, we as Americans, for the most part, we're willing to forgive Michael Vick for unspeakable crimes. I feel like we can forgive Santino Ferrucci for being a little shithead as a 20 year old. I, like, okay, so like uh, the top. I just want to say, I've heard worse. I've heard worse on Forza 7 Lobby. <laughs> I, uh, so look at the play standings of the top 13 drivers. Only four have zero DNFs, and that is the top three and him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's a smart driver, so good for good for him. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens at Texas. I think he's a better road racer than he is an oval driver. But I mean, we'll see. Simon Pagano was a better road driver than an oval driver, and he won oh the five hundred. Oh my god, he has completed the most laps of any driver in the series this year. I'm, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't well, know yeah, that. yeah. Seven. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Huh. Good. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. That's cool. What Especially as a rookie, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he's having a good rookie season. He's, he's probably going to win rookie of the year because even though Colton has a win, Colton, he needs to finish races in how did order they do, to get rookie of the year. How did they do rookie of the year? Is it like 
I know NASCAR like, has a weird way of doing it, because I don't no, know how Indy. Like NASCAR used to have a weird way. It'd literally be like rookie points, but now it's like wherever you just finish straight up is where you finish. Like who's who's competing for rookie of the year in Cup this year? Hemrick Priest. Hemrick and uh, Priest. That's all I can think of off the top of my Matt head. Hift. Oh like, well. So I think the rule is even if let's say points wise, Priest is. It's your best top 15 Let's finishes. Let's say points, points wise, Priest is 25th, uh, Hemrick is 20th, but if Priest mm-hmm. makes the playoffs with a like win at Daytona or something, I think he and uh, Hemrick doesn't, I think he automatically gets rookie of the year because that oh. point difference. Yeah, they just changed it, I want to say last year. Okay, I didn't know that they changed it because I know that they used to take your best 15 finishes, and that's how Ryan Newman mm-hmm. beat Johnson in 2002, which still boggles my mind yeah i think i think that move from that to what they have now is better because that sounds really confusing yeah i mean if you make the chase and your other opponent doesn't i think that you automatically are a better driver at that point like yeah you know i mean yeah obviously i mean chris busher in 2016 would then be rookie of the year would he not he would be no uh chase oh, wait, no, yeah, yeah. Chase. Chase, Lyman, yeah. Blaney? chase blaney wasn't a rookie in 2016 he was a yeah, 2017 he was? I thought yeah. he ran full. I thought his first full. Oh, I guess so. I don't know. I, I forget. I know in I mean, Chase, 2017. Chase won. Chase won that. Yeah, Chase won. I know in 2017, Blaney made the final eight in the Wood Brothers car, which is nuts looking at where they're at now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be crazy when Kyle Larson takes that over. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk um, about that uh, slay season in a sec. We kind of um, did brush over the JDM. Uh, we didn't really talk about that. We just went straight into trucks. Yeah, I mean, that. so what you got to know, Ross is still going to be driving uh, a couple races in that car, as well as the... That are sponsored. Yes, that are sponsored, as well as the 10 uh, college oh. racing. Mm-hmm. And then, but yeah, he'll be competing for the Truck Series Championship. He's calling it, or someone, whoever made up uh, the thing on Twitter, it's the Melon Man Challenge. So he has eight <laughs> races to get a win, and he also needs to be in the top 20 in points, which... I think he only needs 91 points. That's not going to be too difficult, I think, even though, like, yeah. you know, you're not going to have as many, like, one-off drivers in truck yeah. at this point in the season. I think that if Ross just continues to run his races and wins, ends up, he, he's probably going to win the race. I think he needs, I think he has, like, one, maybe two bad races in there to where he can, like, throw away. Because at this point, it's just checkers or records for him to get into the playoffs. But the thing about Ross is, and we, I mean, we've seen it when he runs in Xfinity, except for that. Oh, yeah, he, he's not that type of guy. He he's is clean. able to consistently drive his <coughs> vehicle yeah. into a position that can put him into a victory or a top 10 finish. Like, mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll see. Daytona, no, they don't run a Daytona um, the July race. I'm trying to think, where, where are the next races coming up? Uh, let me pull it up. Yeah. I mean, for, for Ross, I think that he could do it. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind he could. Whether or not he does is a different story. Because, I mean, this is kind of like Kyle Busch in 2015. Like, you know, okay, he needs to get the win. Now, if he gets the win out of the way early, then that's perfect. You know, one less thing to worry about. Now he's got a point in. And I think Kyle Busch was able to do that pretty quickly. But Kyle had more races to work with. I think Kyle had 16, or not 16 races. Yeah, and Kyle only needed to get in the top 30. Yeah, and that wasn't that difficult in that season. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so our, our fake NASCAR champion Kyle Busch. We have. I don't agree with that. Um, <laughs> I think whatever the rules are, if you win them, yeah, that's you. fine. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, 
That's fair. I mean, he the trophy still says 2015 Spring Cup Series champion Kyle Busch. So yes, but there's a little asterisk in green. Hey, the people, the people at home can crown whoever championship they want. He may have not won the popular vote, but he damn sure won the electoral college, and that's what matters. Uh, sorry to my political people out there who are offended by that. You can go cry in the corner. All right, so. I work in politics, and I'm offended by that. <laughs> so truck series, we have uh, Texas, mm-hmm. Iowa. That's a race that he could win. Gateway. I love Gateway. Um, you can love Gateway if you want. Well, okay, I love Gateway because I want the Cup Series there. It's unique. It's unique. I'll give it, it that. It is. Uh, it's like a better New Hampshire. That's what I was literally going to yeah. say. You took the word right <laughs> out of my mouth. Chicago, Kentucky. Okay. That's another one because he Pocono. won Kansas, so. Okay, yeah. this is this is going to be interesting. Eldora. I don't know if Chastain's ever run on dirt. That will be interesting. Fuck. Then... What, what, if, what if he finds out all of a sudden, wow, I'm really good at if I am, I, dude, it's Chastain. I want to be surprised. If I'm Ross Chastain, I'm looking at maybe trying to run some um, midweek events then <laughs> in like sprint cars or something, just try and get some experience on the dirt. All right, so the happens. final race of the regular season is Michigan. So he has to win dude, one of those races. Four of the, he could win four of those races. In yeah, my I mind. think. Let's see, Eldora, Kentucky, be Kansas, Kentucky, Kansas. Um, what was the last Michigan, one? Michigan, Michigan, and Chicago Land. Yeah, I mean, and Texas, honestly. He could win a Texas. I don't know. That, we'll see how that truck handles, because I, I feel like um, the, the GMS trucks run better at Texas. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. No so, super speedways besides Pocono. And, I mean, Ross has experience <coughs> on all these tracks, except for, like, I mean, Gateway, I don't know his experience on that track for the most part. I have yeah. to assume he has some racing experience, and obviously Eldora. So that'll be interesting. I mean, if Ross ends up winning, like, six out of the eight, I wouldn't even be shocked. <laughs> so, I mean, I'd be shocked, but I'd be happy shocked. Other racing this weekend, we also have F1 is back. Um, Whoa! They are in Canada, and this will be... Oh, hell if, yeah, I forgot that they're in Canada. Okay, Canada is notoriously a good track for F1, except for mm-hmm. last year's race. Um, I'm not going to lie, though, like, at this point... If, if Hi, this, I'm Mer- <laughs> it's Mercedes-Benz Grand Prix. If, if this race isn't, like, a solid 9 out of 10... I'm probably not going to watch F1 the rest of the season. It's 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 almost checking out time for me. Because I won this year. Like I'm not going to, especially because I mean maybe the races that are like, if I'm up I'll watch it. But like, there are some good GPs coming up. Like there are good tracks that won't be <coughs> as bad as Monaco. Like we'll have. Like am like, I going? A good track. Am I going to get up at 8 a.m. on September 22nd to watch Singapore? Probably no. not. Am I no, going to stay not. up till 1 a.m. to watch Japan? Honestly, I like Suzuka. It's fun to run on. So I like Suzuka. Suzuka's a good track. It's um, not the best for, like, but it is a unique track. Am I going to get up at 7 a.m. to watch the Russian Grand Prix? No. But you like the Russian Grand Prix? I think that's a fun track. I, it, it may be. I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, at this point, like, it's just so... Just so predictable. It's just so frustrating. Because the race fan, I want to go into a race. You know, there's favorites, there's whatnot, but like just the idea of, oh my god, like a Dark Horse winner could win this. Like a Texas. It's like yeah, 50 I'm laps not... to go. We have Hamlin, a favorite, who was in contention for the lead. We had Boyer, we had Jones, we had Suarez, who had never won before. And I'm like, I yeah. want to see who wins this. And even Hamlin yeah. won, which was probably the most disappointing result out of the four. I'm like, you know for what? For you, maybe. That was a good race. Yeah, that was a good race. Um, but, like, if only six guys... Well, first, only six There's guys... Only five. Oh, yeah, Pierre Gasly. Uh, that, uh, yeah, well... <coughs> the, 
like there are really only five guys, but you yeah. know, there's really only two. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't know. I, as a fan of motorsport and someone who wants to be entertained and wants to allocate a certain amount of time to a race and on a weekend, I want unpredictability and good racing. And we have not had that at all in F1 this year. If F1 wanted to make things interesting, they could have a doubleheader weekend where the first race is based on qualifying. The second race, they just invert the finishing position. That would be fucking sick. If I could watch Lewis Hamilton just just bob and weave through 20 cars in traffic that are far slower than he is, that would be so much fun. Yeah, I still think... Because Charles Mon- Leclerc coming through the, the field in Monaco was, was, would have been very interesting had he not wrecked himself. Yeah, I still think one of those guys would win the race, but it would be a lot more fun to watch. Oh, hell yeah. Are you kidding? Oh. That's actual passing, and that's what racing is, is passing. Yeah. Not, oh. Like, this is, this, is just a sixth, this is just 60 lap qualifying I'm watching. You're in front internal, and congrats. Uh, Rip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, those are my I, thoughts. the only thing I'm watching F1 now for is to see if Pierre Gasly holds on to the Red Bull racing seat and if Albon takes it or not, because that's pretty much the only thing I care about in F1 right now. There's no other, like, storyline or, or yeah, race. Like the people that, that I... are like, oh, well, the battle for the middle midfield is good. I don't care, dude. If you're not competing for wins, get out. Exactly. I mean, okay, don't get out. The... Like, Keep racing, but like, don't yeah. tell me the story. Oh, dude, you should have seen that battle for seventh place. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, there's like, a reason. That battling, okay, maybe if you're battling for a podium, maybe. But besides that, like, that's why the best races <laughs> F1's had in the Turbo Hybrid era are those races where it's like Sergio Perez gets a podium out of nowhere. Like, those are it, fun. Because it's like, you don't expect this. And that's what we love as sports fans. We like unpredictability, stuff that we usually wouldn't see. Formula One was like this, though, in the early 2000s, where it was basically only Schumacher and occasionally Montoya or Ralph Schumacher. Not even Ralph. Like, it was, like, it was either going to be Montoya or Coulthard that would, like, spoil the party. And, like, that was pretty much it until, like, Fernando Alonso and Renault was like, yo, we have the fastest car out here. Let's take advantage. And yeah. Won a bunch of races. And then, like, it was from, like, 2004 to about 2009 was where things were, like, going, like... <coughs> interesting with like the kind of um parody and then Vettel's like oh nope see you guys later I'm gonna yeah. win every single race and but even and... even then like Vettel in what was it 2010 2012 there were title fights up to the last race mm-hmm. yeah it was still good it was still exciting and now it's like wow Lewis Hamilton won the race three races before the championship and I'm like and that's in a Super short schedule comparatively to NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And it's I mean, still like, yeah. like if, if a NASCAR team, if they were, you know, full point settings, it's a 36 race season. You get the, you get the, uh, the championship block in race 34 or 35. Okay. You straight up woofed everyone. But if you're doing mm-hmm. half that and doing it and, and clinching it and with more races left, I'm like, that's, that's not good. Totally. I'm trying to think of a season where it was like clinched stupid early and I can't. Think of one because like Kenseth like won Jeff in, Gordon 2001. Kenseth won what one race early or something? Yeah, he won one race in 2003, and Bill France had a had a just a, a panic attack. Um, they were gonna do it anyway. They were gonna do the chase it. anyways. Um, probably Gordon 98. If I had to guess, 
Yeah, Gordon's done it twice where he clinched it before the final race, I think. <laughs> there was Two one race, I, I remember looking back on history, where Rick Hendrick was part of a pit stop because they had already won the championship. We're like, we don't care what happens here. <laughs> Big Rick. Yep. a boy, Mr. H. All right. Yep. Um, I will say this. Oh, I had something I want to say about Formula quick, and I forgot. Nah, it just, it just, I lost it. Ah, it, was, it was right there. Was um, it about Mercedes, Ferrari, or Red Bull? Because if it wasn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I just don't even know. Either way, um, that is racing that happens. And you have to talk yeah. about. Um, yeah. So rounding out the field, you did mention something earlier about like I think it was Jones or someone like like moving seats or something. I don't know. You mentioned okay, something earlier. So Adam Stern tweets out today. Um, not about Jones, but about Stuart Haas racing. Okay. So, here is the tweet. If I can find it. Stuart Haas racing is shaping up to have another busy summer as it's multiple drivers as it has multiple drivers with contracts that end after 2019, including Clint Boyer and Daniel Suarez. Smithfield Foods deal also up for renewal though it is unclear whether Eric Amarola's is timed concurrently. So his may be also up in 2019. So potentially what I am hearing is I think, okay, I think Almarola will stay. I think Smithfield no, well, Almarola is staying. Yeah. I think that Smithfield, I think they are very happy with the exposure they are getting. Um, Smithfield smart. They move over to the 14. Honestly. Well, you finished fifth in points. In 2018, I feel like how to win at one of the biggest races of the year. Exactly, I think you're. I think you're good. But Boyer and Suarez up for renewal. I think that that's where it's very interesting because you Custer we know is absolutely ready for Cup. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, arguably more than any other driver in the Xfinity Series right now. Um, that has an opportunity to move up. Yes. Yes. But no, even just in general, like there, I I think there is a legitimate argument out there that he's more ready than Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick. Okay, I'll allow I'll allow that opinion. It's an argument. You don't have to agree. No, I'll allow that opinion to exist. I'll <laughs> um, so Boyer's up, and he, I mean, he's an older guy. He's still, he, I mean, he's had a, he's had a lot of good runs this season. So it's not like he's not performing. But Suarez too, he has that heiress money. Not like money's a issue at Stuart Haas Racing, because Gene Haas is like, yeah, we'll run 20 cars if we can type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I, it could be a lot, of, a lot of movement at that team, and I... I'm curious about all that, because, I mean, like, yeah, you're right, Custer is ready to be moved up. It's, it's very obvious that he can, he can hang with these guys. He's winning races in Xfinity, and he knows how to run a, a race that's, for the most part, clean. Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, do you want to get rid of Clint Boyer? Like, Clint Boyer is very, he's still a very talented driver and is still capable of winning races. But, I mean, he's the oldest one of the group. Um, but Stewart handpicked him. He's great yeah. friends with Tony. And I can't see <coughs> Tony just pushing him out. Like, just. The thing is, people are, sponsors do love Boyer, too. Like, Rush Truck mm-hmm. Center's great relationship um, with him. I think Mobile too i mean he's in the commercials um if i so if i'm tony stewart right we're keeping harvick till 2021 because that's when he says he's in the car tail and then whatever after that whatever um 
Suarez or Almirola, I'm keeping just because he performed well last season. He's performed decent this season. Has that Smithfield money? I'm moving Custer up. Um, just because I think he's ready, but I don't know who to kick out, whether it be Suarez or Boyer. I have a bad feeling Suarez is going to be the odd man out here. Me too, and, and I don't know where he would go, which is really the yeah. rough thing. It's tough because like no, there's no teams that are moving up into into Cup right now that like you could have that extra like seat space of like two cars, like when Haas moved in or whatever. Like there's yeah. just nothing there for him. I mean, it sucks. He can't. Like, where else are you going to put him? You can't put him in, in Childress because they got Reddick moving up. You can't put him back in mm-hmm. kids. You can't put him... You could, like, put him in Wood Brothers and kick Menard out because Menard's going to find a ride wherever he goes with that Menard's money. But, I mean, that's just not really fair to him to move him to the 21. Like, you're just basically jumping him around camps. And he's a very talented driver who's having a career year this year. And the only thing I can see is maybe moving Boyer to the 20 or moving Boyer to the one car or something. Don't- I don't know. I, I had never thought of that before, but I really like what you just said about Suarez to Wood Brothers. Like, I mean, he, has, he has the heiress money. It's not like Wood Brothers is charging a whole lot. No, um, not at all. Wood Brothers would be grateful to have a young talent like that. They'd be as happy yeah. as when they had Ryan Blaney. Stays in the Ford camp. Menard, we know, is old, not performing. Um, Menard's been in NASCAR for 15 years, and everyone's just like, what? I, How have you been I here this long? I'm going to subscribe to that. I am officially Custer to the 41, <laughs> Paul Menard to the couch, Suarez to the 21. I'm okay, cool here's that. the thing. I don't think Suarez is going to take the one car. I think that Suarez, like, they're going to change numbers like they did with Will Byron and Chase Elliott. I think that's he's going to want to keep the 0 0, and the Star Cop's going to have cool. to switch. I would like to see uh, Custer stay in the 0 0. I think that's a cool uh, car number. Double, 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 nothing. double, nothing. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. There it is. True. Like right now, I've already got Custer's like. <laughs> There's a playoff hashtag. Double or nothing. Um. um huh. But yeah, yeah. I, I think. I feel like Boyer isn't because Boyer has been competing for wins and whatnot, mm-hmm. and obviously you said Tony really likes him, and he does have decent sponsorship, and he is a good driver. I don't see Boyer leaving just yet. Maybe 2020 or something, if because we know. We all know, whether you like to admit it or not, there is a driver right now for Ganassi Racing who is hungry to get in a Stuart Haas car, and it is not someone who has already been there. <laughs> uh, I mean, if I'm Stuart Haas, I'm probably trying to figure out if and I can we know Boyer and Suarez out. We know for a fact Larson would love to go there, and Tony Stewart would love to have him. I could see... So what you're saying is that Boyer and Suarez both moved to Ganassi and 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 Wood Brothers and Larson and oh man, uh, silly season. Where are you at? I could see Larson staying at Ganassi for one more year, and then once the car changes over to Gen Seven, having a fresh start at Stewart Haas. I think that would be a cool thing. And if he goes to the fourteen, that would be great because I have a fourteen sticker on my car that I've been meaning to get rid of, but. That's why I'm like I'm so scared to buy Larson like a 42 decal sticker for my car because I know just at any instant he could leave. Oh pal, I'm still willing to buy like a 42 Larson Target hat because like that was a fire looking like him with the the, the, <coughs> the Target like the little Target logos all over the bottom of the the skirt and everything like I love that logo. I that's my favorite car of the last five years in my opinion. I think it's pretty clear that Larson will well, that, not be the, at Chip wait. Ganassi Racing past. 
21 because either he'll go i don't think i don't think he'll move this year just because i don't see any rides opening up for him 2020 i can see something either or at the 48 car this is after 2020 Mm -hmm. by the way yeah Uh, because johnson's probably gonna retire by 20 yeah 48 car who knows with bowman even byron um who knows what Chase Elliott these days? Ah, nope. <laughs> He's staying there. Watch, um, watch Chase Elliott be like, ha fuck you guys. I'm making my going own Going to Gibbs. I'm making my own team. I'm going to follow my dad's footsteps and not win a race for eight years. Hey-o. Um, I can see. And then if none of that happens, for sure when Harvick retires, he'd be like, all right, going there. But I don't think. I think someone will want to grab him up before then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And Silly we know season will be interesting. I, a I big. Feel like- uh, I think silly season this year out of the last three years. So, like, out of 2017, 2018, and 2019, I think 2019 silly season is going to be the most calm. Just okay. because, like, we, we know Reddick is either moving up to RCR or staying at RCR. Mm-hmm. We know Bell is going to stay in the Toyota camp. Um, whether or not the whole, oh, my God, Bell, Stuart Haas, he's, Toyota's not letting Bell go. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing's changing at Hendrick. Nothing is changing at Gibbs. I think. <laughs> uh, we think. I mean, this nothing. Okay, nothing's changing at Toyota. Should I say? Well, hopefully, something's changing at Toyota. We need more Toyota cars out there. Like opinion. either it'll be Gibbs will run another car, but at Levine Family Racing. We or won't... yeah, uh, I... they'll just keep Bell in Xfinity for another year, which I don't think will happen. I think he will move up. Yeah, yeah. there's too much hype going around there. I yeah, think I think we're not. Oh, you go, you on. go. Uh, well, I was gonna say I don't like. I think that there's like not gonna be any new teams moving up until we get this new car and the potential of new manufacturers. Obviously, is right yeah, there. I agree. Like nothing, nothing's gonna happen with that. Like, well, we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. Like. I think this is the silly season where maybe not a lot happens, but there's so mm-hmm. many unknowns. Like the thing yeah. with Kyle Larson, the 42, the writing's not on the wall, but someone's going into the bathroom and etching it in pencil. <laughs> and like, people keep talking about it. So like 20, like imagine the silly season for 2020 or the 2021 season. So exactly. Silly season be... 2020. We got Johnson retiring. Most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think either Bowman or Byron's contracts are up. Um, it's gonna be wacky. Stewart Haas, back to, you never back know. To Toyota. Gibbs or Byron back to Toyota. Gibbs, uh, who knows with Hamlin or even Truex? There's a lot of unknowns there. Um, will Kurt Busch still? I think okay. So going back to this one, I think Kurt Busch in the one car because he's only a one year deal, and mm-hmm. um, where Cust- where Custer ends up is the biggest things. And probably the only things that are going to happen this silly season that I can think of that are like huge. Yeah, I could see like maybe one of these teams like opening up a second shop and like Bush just coming in to like be the veteran that he was for Ganassi this season. Yeah, like or maybe uh, Ganassi resigns him because he is the better Ganassi driver. That's what I'm saying. Like I can see Ganassi. Uh, I could I could see Kurt Busch staying there for another year. Yeah, I mean I honestly thought McMurray had more years than like, I thought McMurray been out of ganassi by 2015 so yeah it was like you know you just never know with with ganassi he has a lot he has tremendous respect for his drivers these days and like tries to stick by him for the most part 
you yeah. know, unless your name is Ed Jones. So, I mean, Hey-o. you know, for the, for the most part, I, I, I <coughs> think, you know, he's probably going to see that Curtis was consistent and he doesn't tear up, uh, uh, equipment. So, I mean, you know, we'll yeah. see. Silly season's going to get interesting. And I feel like by September, we'll start talking about this more and more every week. Mm-hmm. And really start seeing some like you know like the, it's like a NBA free agency for us. like this oh, yeah. crazy shit happens. And I mean, we already had some crazy shit with the off season already with the schedule change. So I mean, that's like, true. Yeah, already 2019 or I'm sorry, 2020 is shaping. I'm I don't even know what fucking year I'm in. Uh, 2020 is going to shape up to be an interesting season. Yeah. All right. Should we uh, round out the field? Yeah, uh, rounding out the field. Not really much going on out. Uh, William Byron had a wacky car at um. They just basically did a NASCAR heat uh paint shop job at Indy Motor Speedway and just put all the decals on the testing car. That was pretty uh, that was pretty funny. Glad yeah. to see that Mr. H has a sense of humor. Yep, he's actually he, no Hendry actually is always having. Denny Hamlin hit a bird. Denny Hamlin did hit a bird. People people are not talking about the fact that him and Randy Johnson are both in a very prestigious club. Where they hit moving targets with a yep. small ball, like you know, that's mm-hmm. it's pretty remarkable. So, Denny Hamlin, uh, pencil it in, will win one of the pro am these days. Uh, uh, that's, NBA that's finals atrocious. And NHL finals are going on right now. The Raptors yeah. are actually head of the Warriors. Mm-hmm. We're talking, we're t- we're talking sports here. So yeah, uh, Raptors look good last <laughs> night. That was fun. I, I that think was a the... fun game. Game five of the NHL is tonight. It's tonight. Yes, it's tonight. Okay. Eight. Uh, go Bruins. Um, go not Bruins because Boston's <laughs> won enough damn championships lately. Not enough in my books. Not enough All in right. my books. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, oh well, speaking of the NHL, uh, Bubba and Richard uh, Petty were both at Game Three. I saw so that. They're, yeah, they're Blues fans. I didn't know that. I feel like it was just you know it's a big event. You got to go. Yeah, no, I mean, it's still pretty cool. So, like, uh, yeah. Obama yeah. was at the game two in Toronto. I don't think he's a huge Raptors fan, but who? Obama. Oh, no, Obama loves basketball. Yeah, but is he a Raptors fan? Like, no, he's a Bulls fan. Okay. From yeah, Chicago. it's like yeah, one of those events that, you know, that are just so big that, uh, oh, yeah, well, uh, yeah. yeah. If I'm I'm a sports fan, I would definitely go to an NBA finals if I could, even if it was like teams I don't like. Um, Seven years ago today was the last prelude to the dream it held at Eldora. It's a, it's a little sad statistic for us. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Really, honestly, just like a, a fun event that I wish they'd bring back. Um, really much else going on. You know, we already talked Ross Chastain going. Yeah. Going there. Um, you, oh, you mentioned um, before we started recording, I believe, um, the guy that's taking over for JDM. What was his name? Uh, what is this name? Let me. Ryan Repco. Yeah, Ryan Repco. So this guy only has two Arca starts and is getting his chance at Iowa with JDM, which is always an interesting race. You know, Iowa is one of the more fun tracks. I know drivers love it. Um, fans love it too. And I'm interested to see how this guy does. You know, if he can keep the car clean, get a top twenty. That's that's a win right there. And those oh, you can ask for it. Yeah. Yeah, he'll probably be running the zero car. You said. I, I mean, I'd assume that Garrett Smithfield would move up to the four. So if perfect. Chastain's already not in it. It might be honestly. It could be like, um, in like the fifteen car with like maybe Stephen Light or something. You know, I'm my dumb. Assuming. My dumb question to Garrett when I asked him, like, you know, is it tough being the number two guy? Well, now Garrett's the number one guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Garrett was like, oh, yeah, you think you're funny with your dumb questions? Well, now check this shit out. I'm number yeah. one. 
Well, when Alex comes on next week, we can ask him what number yeah. he is running. That's that's gonna be interesting because I love the number nothing. I, love I do. That. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens, but uh, you know we'll get Alex on next week. We'll talk all about JDM and what he can what he can give us, and uh, yeah, hopefully Michigan's a good race, you know. But Pocono was a snoozer. I gave it. I'm, I'm giving that a four out of ten. So. Ish. Yeah, I. And that's being generous. From what I watched, I was like, "This is Pocono. It's, it's Pocono." The, du- <laughs> the double header next weekend might be probably one of the most needed things in, in, for Pocono at this point. For next year. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that might be needed because, I mean, if the race in July stinks too, like, we might as well just get both these races out of the way. Yeah, I'm glad um, I'm glad we're trying out doubleheaders because that can either – I think that'll yeah. be the future if we want to keep 36 races but shorten the schedule. Yep. We'll yeah. see what happens there. But until next week, I have been Anthony. And I have been Kevin. Love you guys. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at LTLN Podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. Get old.